Blossom Your Awesome Podcast, episode number 107. Today on the show, Alyssa Joshua is here with us. Alyssa is a human performance strategist, executive coach, and organizational consultant. Alyssa helps guide people towards their passion so they can bring their dreams to life and accomplish things they didn't think possible. She is passionate about getting to the heart of people's stories and partnering with them to produce powerful legacies. I am so honored and delighted to have Alyssa here with us, sharing her wisdom and insights. Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here and talk with you today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. So looking at your background, um, give us a little, you went, you have degrees in public relations, vocal performance from mm-hmm. California State University, LA. I just, you love music and the arts paired with your leadership skills. Give us the backstory here, how and why you got into this line of work. Oh, actually, thank you. That's such a, I, I love talking about that. So I do love music and I have always loved singing and, and opera everything from jazz to classical to just singing along with the radio. So getting that degree for me was just fulfilling really something that I loved. But about 10 years ago, some things shifted in my life. And I had another coach ask me if the job I was working was my dream job. And I said, no, I like it, but it's not. And he asked me what was, and I couldn't answer that question. And I thought, well, gosh, shouldn't a person be able to answer that? And so I started on my journey and realized when I looked back at what I was doing in my jobs, in my career, it was a lot of operational development. It was a lot of training and mentorship. And I was seeing the way coaching was impacting my life. And I thought, well, this is something now that I really want to share with other people because the changes and the speed at which you can make those changes is, is very exciting. And we we can be stuck in ruts and there's no reason for that. So I started on the journey of my own coaching and then realized I wanted to bring that to other people. Mm, Oh, I love that, Alyssa. Now, you know, you have to have uh, to do this for a living and inspire people. You have to be inspired all the time, right? So what are you doing to tap into kind of like a daily routine or daily inspiration? That's a great question, Sue. For me, I mean, first of all, of course, I don't believe in offering coaching without also participating in coaching. So I have a coach who I work with regularly. I have a therapist because I think they work very well in conjunction. I also work with a business manager. So I have a lot of people in my life who are mentors to me and who challenge me daily to be my best. I also spend a lot of time reading books about coaching and leadership development and even probably bordering on the psychology role. I in no way consider myself to be a psychologist or a therapist, but I like to have an understanding of those topics. And it helps me with clients too, to say, we can work on this thing and also talk to your therapist about that because I think it will be helpful. They work very well in tandem. So for me, it's also about hmm, managing and monitoring my own mindset so that I don't fall into those ruts. And you know, sometimes I will even go to my coach and say, logically, I get this, but emotionally, I need I need to kind of work through this. Can we do that? So having that circle of people around you, for me, is really helpful. Mm, oh, I love that. Now, you know, what is the myth here? Like, 
or not the myth, rather, what are people missing? Like the ones who perform at a high level versus those who don't or can't or aren't motivated. I think it has a lot to do with what you just said is they don't or they can't because that's what they think. And we can't all be an astronaut, for example, but we will put a lot of limitations on ourselves because of things that we grew up with, things that we've heard, things we think about ourselves. And oftentimes people, let's say our parents, for example, might put constraints on us. Their goal is to keep us safe, but what they may be doing is creating unnecessary fears because there are a lot of things that are not scary. It could be as simple as asking a client, well, what if you email that person? And somebody's response would be like, oh, oh my gosh, I could never... Well, why not? So asking those questions, why can't you? What's the worst thing that would happen if you did? Sometimes the worst thing that would happen literally is simply a no. Is that really that bad, right? So it's our mindset. It's how we think about things. It's our language. We will talk ourselves out of things and we will should and can't and I don't know ourselves into doing nothing. It creates a lot of stagnation. We can really stay stuck. Mm. And what is some practical guidance there to kind of get unstuck and start leaning in the other direction? Yeah, that's a great question. And that, that really comes down to mindset. And I've noticed we all will be in some version of have a positive mindset around certain things and maybe a more negative one around certain things because of the stories that we're telling ourselves. So I will tend to listen to the language that people are using. And over time, I will have clients say, oh, you know, I heard you in my, I heard you in my ear saying, don't, don't say that. <laughs> not that I, not that I say it that way, but it's more like, okay, I'm noticing, I'm saying I should be doing this thing. I should be doing this thing. I should be doing this thing. And I'm not doing it. Then think about, do you actually want to be doing it? And if you don't, is there a moment where you cannot do that thing? And if you do really need to do it, like it's an assignment. I'm not sure if you heard that. I did. I did. It's okay. So we'll just, I'll, I'm going to hit a little marker here and edit that out. So you just, we'll Perfect. just wind back a moment. Okay. So what I'm usually thinking about with clients is ask yourself how you can shift the language. So rather than saying, I need to do this, or I should really be doing this. Well, should or shouldn't, do you want to be? Because when you can think about something and say, oh, I'm excited to do that thing, or I get to do that thing, it can really shift how you're looking at it, which makes it easier. And also the biggest key is what's the vision behind why you're doing that? So if I'm saying like, ugh, I have to work out today. Well, no, you don't. You don't have to. Do you want to work out today? Or do you think it's a good idea to work out today? Yes, I do. Okay, but why? Because I've worked really hard to get my health in a good place, and my vision is that I would maintain that good health. Well, if maintaining that great health is important to you, then you get to work out today and maintain it. And of course, we listen to our bodies, and we listen to our schedules and the things that are going on, but we also can use that vision about what's important to us to prioritize what we are saying yes to and how we shift our language to say, well, that's important to me. So I get to do it. I can do it. I'm excited to do it instead of, ugh, I really need to do that thing. Mm, oh, I love that. And now are there some pointers for implementing this mindset shift? I mean, because, you know, and not to knock anyone, but certain people just, you know, I find 
can be more negative or more, you know, kind of living in this space of victimhood or feeling sorry for themselves or making excuses for why they can't, right? Versus saying, oh, I get to. So how do you kind of transition? That's, yes. So transitioning into what we would call a growth mindset can be difficult. That's where having someone like a coach or a mentor comes into play, somebody who can challenge that thinking. Because something I'll ask my clients might be, okay, you've given me three reasons why you can't. Can you give me five reasons why you can? Because it is easy to sit in the victim seat and say, all these things are happening to me. There's nothing I can do about it. But what you really want to do is you're listening to your language and you're thinking about different ways that you can speak of this. Um, I haven't been able to do it yet versus I can't do it. Or I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm surprised, or not surprised, I'm excited to see what I can do. Maybe you can surprise yourself with what you can do. And you almost, I almost liken it to smoking cigarettes. For example, if somebody wants to quit, I can want them to quit as much as I do, but until they are willing to look at it in a different way, try thinking about it a different way, they may not shift out of that. And Unfortunately, all too often people want to sit in that victim mentality because taking action can be uncomfortable and taking ownership can be uncomfortable, even if it's just your 1% ownership. Sometimes people really don't want to do that. So how can you hear your language and say, I'm saying I can't a lot, or I'm calling out all the negatives about this thing. Can I stop myself from going so far down the funnel and ask a different question or say it a different way. One of my favorite, one of the simplest questions is just, is it true? I can't do this thing. Is that true? It's probably not true. Maybe you can't do it to the level that you're hoping eventually one day you'll be able to do it, but can you start? Yes. Can you reach out to that person you're nervous to talk to? Yes. Right? I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn or I'd love to be on your podcast. Why not? Why not ask? You can ask. You might not love the result. You might be super surprised and excited by the result. You don't know. But taking those steps to get yourself out of that place by thinking about it differently and flipping it, I'm saying I can't. What if I could? Mm, Oh, I love that. That is such great practical uh, guidance there. You know, the three cans and the three can't. So not just the can't, but also, you know, talking, uh, getting them to do these exercises. I love that. Now, you know, one of your things is getting people to think bigger. And I Mm -hmm. find, you know, I just believe people, we're all so capable, but we keep ourselves limited to these little, you know, small spaces and mediocre ways of being. And again, not to knock anybody, but what is some guidance for starting to think bigger and like believing in yourself? I love that because I, I immediately I think of The Rock or or anyone at that stature who's like, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to now I'm going to be in movies. Now I'm going to start my own business. Now I'm going to have a production company. Right? Like they don't even think that there are obstacles. They simply say, I want to do this thing and I'm going to do it. Um, I think one of the things that can get people tied up is that we forget to think about the journey. Right? There's very few people who have gotten to where they are by doing nothing, by never failing, by never trying. So one thing to thinking bigger, if if you think, okay, I, I would really like to write a book. There's no way I could write a book. There's no way people would want to hear what I have to say is also saying, why wouldn't they? Why not? Right? And 
can you take steps to get there? So what are the dreams that you have never told anybody that you're keeping to yourself because you're embarrassed or scared, or you don't know what's going to happen, being okay, and this is something that I'm always learning, being okay with the unknown is a big part of that. Because if you try it, you learn things about it, you move yourself forward, and then you can adjust as needed. But if you never try, how can you get there? And I was in a place where I, as I mentioned, I didn't even know what it looked like to dream. So when somebody asked me, well, what's the dream job. And I couldn't answer it. I thought, well, why can't I answer that? I really feel like everyone should be able to answer that, but I don't think a lot of people can. And we are not always given the freedom to think bigger because saying you want to be an actor or actress, for example, well, that doesn't give you a steady income and everybody wants to be an actress and you're probably not going to make it. And then we start internalizing those things rather than saying those things all may be true, but they also may all be completely false. And so I'm going to do the daily tasks each day to move me forward. Hmm. I love that. And what kind of, um, you know, as far as a daily routine, how, what should one be doing if they have really ambitious goals, right? Mm -hmm. What does that daily routine look like to start working towards those? Oh, that's great. Well, preferably they have a coach because it's helpful to have your accountability And if that's an accountability partner, a coach, your mentor, your boss, your advocate, whoever that is, you really want someone who's working with you beside you to say, "Did did you get it? Are you doing it? Because I don't know about you, Sue, especially work from home. I love work from home and I love that my cat is right here, but sometimes he's so cute it's distracting. Or like earlier, somebody's knocking on the door with a package. Do I need to get that package right now? No, but will I? Absolutely. So what is my focus time for me? I I personally put everything on my calendar. If it's answering emails, if it's networking, if it's calls, if it's podcast reach out, whatever it might be, I'm scheduling it. And then there is also the discipline of, am I actually using that 30 minutes for the thing that I said I was going to use it for, or am I doing my dishes or some other thing? So for me, putting things on the schedule is helpful, but having the actionable goals that are specific and bite-sized and they have their dates associated with them. So if I said, okay, I would really like to write a book. I know nothing about that. What is the first thing I want to do? Maybe one day it's some research on publishers. Maybe it's, okay, every day I'm just going to write a chapter and see how it goes. And some days are going to be really great and other days not so much. But I have the accountability to somebody who I'm checking in with saying, okay, well, you said you were going to write every day for five days. Did you do that? And it really needs to be accountability that doesn't let you off the hook. Because as friends, it might be, I'm going to work out five days a week go friend, you can do it. And then if I work out three days, my friend says, great job. You made it three days. And they might even help me go. I know you weren't feeling good those other two days. So like, it was really good that you did three days, but at the accountability level to move yourself forward with the power that you're talking about, it has to be someone who says, what happened those other two days? You committed to five days. Do you really want this? You also need your vision to be strong enough that it keeps you moving when you really don't feel like doing it because there are always those days. There are always those moments. So those are some of the things that I do. Mm, That is awesome, Alyssa. Now, you know, let's talk about fear because I feel like fear, and as you know, and this is one of the things you work with people on, is um, kind of like the greatest, one of the greatest factors that keeps Mm -hmm. people 
from achieving their dreams, right? So talk to us about fear. What is it? Like, how do we move past that? What's interesting to me about fear too, is that it changes at every level. So let's say five years ago, I might say, how am I going to be a coach? Who, who would want to hear me? And then I could sign some clients and I go, okay, it's working. But then I say, but, but can I sign bigger clients? Whatever that means to me, whatever my version of bigger is. And well, I got invited on this podcast, but what am I going to talk about? I don't, I don't know what I, what I could talk about. What might people find interesting? So we're constantly battling the fear and it can be fed by our insecurities. So we almost have to do it anyway. Do it uncomfortable. You hear that a lot and say, again, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, I could come onto the podcast and it could potentially be a little bit embarrassing, or maybe I don't speak as eloquently as I would like at the moment, but at least I did it. And each time we face that, it gets a little bit easier. And then we can prove to ourselves, oh, well, I showed up. I knew what I was saying. Okay, I guess I can do this, (laughs) right? And so if we do it anyway, really, what is going to happen? I think the other big piece with fear is the fear of if I reach out to somebody and say, hey, I'd love to connect with you, somewhere in my mind, I've made up a story that they're going to get upset or I'm going to be bothering them. So you go back to that question of, is that true? If someone reached out to you and said, hey, I'd love to connect with you, would you be angry? No, you'd probably be excited somebody wants to connect. So you can continually prove yourself wrong. You can ask the, is it true as a combat to the fear? Most often it's not. And that And then as you keep doing it, well, I've reached out to five people and none of them were mad at me. The fear basically goes away because you've actually proven the opposite to be true. Mm, Oh my God. I love that. And I love this. Just do it anyway. Right. And, um, but what other guidance do you have for people who are really just like so fearful and can't, you know, they're just like frozen with fear. Like, is there other advice? you know, I would want to know where that's coming from personally. Like I would be looking at what's the cause of that? Because uh, one of the things that we talked about, like throughout my coaching training was this idea of our feelings float on a sea of beliefs and the fear is the feeling, but there is a belief that's fueling that about the world, about yourself. And that's the true support of why you're feeling the fear. So can we get a little bit deeper, whether that's with your coach, your therapist, whoever, and say, what's the belief that's fueling this? And can I heal that piece that's creating the fear? Because the fear is the emotion and it can pass. You can go through it, right? Emotions flow in and out, but that belief is strongly held and it will color a lot of what you're doing or not doing. Mm. Wow. And now, uh, you know, it's, we all know that obstacles and challenges are just a par for the course, right? How do we meet those obstacles? I was thinking about this earlier, actually. And one of the ways, and sometimes this question can come, come across a little oddly, but this idea of how do I turn this into something great, right? Because sometimes just crappy things happen and that's life. And we don't want to pretend that we don't have the feelings. Like it is okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated or angry or to be concerned or worried. So we don't negate the feelings, but we go back to that idea of, okay, this has happened. So rather than spending, let's say five days, just spinning out in sadness, 
I acknowledge how I'm feeling and I then go to what are some of the solutions because life is life, right? There will always be obstacles. And I don't know about you, but lately I've been really feeling that when it rains, it pours moment is it's like, oh, enough. Like you can leave me alone now, life. I'm okay. (laughs) I'm fine. So this is where I lean on people like my coach and I put into practice the things that I have learned as a coach to say, okay. These things happen and I'm not happy about them. If I don't want to simply sit here and let this go, who am I talking to to get good advice from? Who am I partnering with as an advocate to say, hey, I am having a bad day and I'm kind of in this little bit of a hole and can we talk through it so I am not believing things that are not true? Because it's very easy to spin out. And one thing that I've noticed from coaching is that maybe you don't go as deep or maybe it doesn't go as long, but everyone still has their emotions. So when you hit those obstacles, it's like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge how I feel. I'm going to remember that those are simply feelings. And then I'm going to look at where can I take ownership to change this, right? Is it phone calls I'm making? Is it jobs I'm applying to? Is it, you know, a a second something that I'm adding to the mix to help? I'm thinking, I'm still thinking jobs really when I say that, but like, what can I do? Can I... And, and also for me, being very true about how I'm feeling, like if you are feeling angry, journal it, like be angry for 20 minutes. It's when we really kind of just sit in it and don't share it or get it out that it can affect us and we can start getting stuck in it and start believing it rather than going, okay, I got that out. Let me grieve it for a moment if that's what is needed and then look for a way to move forward. Mm, oh, I love that. And now, you know, as far as goals, like going after really, really ambitious goals. What does that take? Like, uh, you know, I know it takes a certain kind of person, but to really believe in yourself, really Mm -hmm. dive in, know that a lot of times it's like years of relentless, right? Just doing stuff with nothing, but just holding on to this belief. That's, That's what it is. It is the vision that is strong enough to get you through on the days when you're like, this is sucking and I have been doing this for months and it doesn't seem to be getting me anywhere. But it's the consistency also. I, I, I liken it to a staircase. Like when you're standing at the bottom and you're looking up and your neck is back because you are looking to the top, that seems insurmountable. But if you look down and simply look at the first step in front of you and take that step, over time, you're now a quarter of the way up that staircase, three quarters of the way up that staircase. And it's helpful to put goals on things and times on things. So for example, I would like to write a book in the next 12 months. I would like to pay off all of my debt, but we also have to be really, really good at remembering our progress so that we can say one of three things. I hit it early because I was working on it so consistently, which is an amazing celebration. I hit it on time, which is great. Or maybe I paid off my debt in 14 months instead of 12 but I hit, I paid it off in 14 months and I might not have even gotten there if I wasn't working at it consistently daily. It's having the dedication of the consistency. It's that's the grind of it. Um, and you think about an Olympic athlete, I'm sure they do not want to work out every day, even though they love it and they are amazing at it. Some days you're just tired and that's where your grit comes into play. And you say, today I'm going to do it. And there are also ways to consider rest. Like if I rest today, Is it backtracking me in any way? Is it 
slowing my progress down? Is it negatively impacting my health? Or if I rest today, will that allow me tomorrow to get right back to it and keep myself moving? Because we are still human and we want to acknowledge that as well. Mm, That is awesome. And now uh, what are some practical tips for staying consistent? I love that question. For me, being focused and undistracted is a big one. Because like I said, being at home sometimes, I just, I can easily get distracted. So it's that daily commitment. And remember, it doesn't have to be, I have absolutely fallen into this trap, three hours every day of doing that thing. Some days it's 15 minutes and you can give yourself the grace to say, All I have in me today is 15 minutes of dedicated time for this thing, but it's still you putting time to something that's important to you. And I think it's also surprising sometimes how we can create our own energy for ourselves by focusing for that 15 minutes. You might go, okay, I made it through that 15 minutes, but now I am excited and I can cheer myself on that I did that 15 minutes. Or sometimes that's all you feel like you have, but then when you sit down and you're focused on it, you work now for 30 minutes, you're in that flow and you can go. So it's really just saying to yourself, I am going to do it. And you have to cut out the excuses and say, okay, yes, it would be more comfortable to watch TV, but I can do this for 15 minutes and your brain can handle 15 minutes. If you're having a rough day and you try to tell your brain, we have to spend three hours doing this thing, your brain is going to say, no, ma'am, no, sir, no, thank you. We are not interested in this. But if you say, I can do 15 minutes, 15 minutes goes by like that. And I will set a timer. That way I don't have to look at my phone or check email or look at anything and go, this 15 minutes is for this thing. You'd be surprised how much you can move yourself forward with that. Mm, Oh, that is awesome guidance. You have all the like awesome, amazing tips. Now, let me ask you, Alyssa, for you personally, right? I mean, you kind of, you're going out on a limb here when you started this. Obviously you're doing this, you've got clients, you're successful, you're amazing at what you do. You're reading, you're doing the work, you're, you know, got your own coach, but what part of you, like, what was that inside of you that was just had that innate belief that you're going to go do this and you're going to succeed at it? Oh gosh. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what it was at the beginning. I I really love seeing the best in people and helping them see the best in themselves. And when I when I told friends that I was thinking about becoming a coach and like looking at that, they were like, "Oh my gosh, that's perfect for you." So, I realized as I kind of looked back over things that a lot of what I have done in my career has been mentorship, has been training. I I worked as a director of client success for years and client success is all about teaching people how to use the software. And you have to think of different ways to tell to tell people the same thing, right? Because everybody learns things differently. And I really enjoy helping people reach their potential, helping them find almost their true self. Like I felt once I found coaching that I really found who I was. And I think it's very easy to stay stuck in jobs that we don't like or in, in mindsets that are hurting us when it's work. Yes, but you can get on the other side of it and it just opens up so much. Like we don't need to live with the, with the heaviness or the fear as we're going through life. And so being able to bring that to other people for me and like my vision is that people really feel like they are living a life that they love and enjoy and not just something they fell into. So being able to walk beside people while they do it is really what fuels me. 
Mm, oh my God, I love that. And that just speaks volumes to your success, your passion, your conviction, and the work you're doing because it's feeding you. You're getting this deeper sense of inner fulfillment, right? And how important is that? Like I, you know, you said not just falling into something, but doing something you really love. And I feel like a lot of times, I mean, people have great goals and ambitions, but it might not be the best thing Mm -hmm. for them. And so how does one find their purpose or you know, start discovering who they really are and what what their authentic gifts are. Oftentimes, it's either looking back over the past or or saying the thing that you're too afraid to say. Um, like I got my degree in voice because I just loved singing, and I thought, well, I love it so much, I'd like to be good at it. And I looked at my life too, and I and I could say to myself, like. I like a steady paycheck and music is not necessarily that. So I also looked at like what things make me feel secure. And so I shifted, but I looked around me when I was in client success and I thought I'm reading all these coaching books and learning all this stuff over here. And other people are learning about client success and they're really excited. Like, look at this article that I found. And so uh, oftentimes it lies where your interests are, but there is a balance there because like, for example, I love shoes. It doesn't necessarily mean I want to sell shoes or design shoes, right? So sometimes it's also about, am I doing a job that I really love that brings me joy that just simply fulfills me where I don't want to cry when I get up in the morning? Cause I've had those jobs and it's awful, right? Like I like this job. I'm good at it. And does that job feed a lifestyle or, uh, volunteering or a hobby that you love. So it doesn't always have to be everything in one bucket, but are you feeling awful each day? Are you doing something that someone else told you you need to be doing? There are questions to kind of think through and talk about around that to say, what's the vision? What's the thing that you really wish you you could do? And if you had a do-over in your life, would you start here or would you start somewhere else? Or like if you had a do-over, would you still be working at this job or would you go to school for X? And what does it look like if you wanted to do that? Okay, Alyssa, I kind of lost you there for a moment. So you were saying, yeah, you were saying, what is the vision? Yeah. So I think about too, like, what's the vision that you have, has gone unspoken for you, right? Maybe you always wish you could work with plant, like plants. Like you, you think I, I'd love to be a florist. That may mean that you want to work at a florist shop. That may mean you want to own one. It may also mean that you just want to take a class in making flowers. Like, are you feeding all the different areas of yourself? And another fun question to ask is like, if I had a do-over, would I be doing this? Because there are times when I've noticed with people, I've done it myself. We think because we're on a path, that's the path. And I couldn't change directions now. I couldn't go back to school now. I couldn't train in this now. And my question is always, why not? And sometimes there are responsibilities or financial implications, but those are things to talk about. They don't necessarily mean it's a no, but we'll give ourselves a lot of reasons why it's a no. And maybe it's not. So can we really just be thinking through that and saying, what could I do if I could do whatever I wanted? Sometimes it's a fun question to ask. Mm, oh my God. I love that. Now, um, Alyssa, so a couple of things. Yeah. 
first, you, I just want to say you have been so awesome and have had so many amazing, incredible insights and practical tips for everyone. And I know people are going to have so many takeaways from what you've shared here. And I just love what you're up to. And I thank you so much for um, this time with you. Thank you, Sue. It's been a pleasure. And I love your podcast. You have such great guests. So there's always wonderful insights. I'm excited to be a part of offering that to your your fan base, your listeners. Uh, oh my God. I love that. That means so much. You've been so awesome. And now you've already said a million amazing things. But in closing, <laughs> if there were one message, like your hope for everyone out there, what is that message you'd like to leave us with? I would want everyone to believe in themselves and to be able to change their inner self-talk. Like, I love the idea of would you talk to your best friend the way you're talking to yourself because most of the time the answer is a no and we are just not kind to ourselves. And if we started being a little kinder in how we speak to ourselves and a little kinder in how we speak about situations and circumstances, that alone can shift so much for people and really get you on a trajectory to have momentum and have more joy in your life. So that would be my hope for everyone is talk nicely to yourself because you are your biggest advocate. And if you're not talking nice to yourself, why would others? Mm, oh, I love that. That was such a great closing message. Alyssa, you've been so awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Thank you.